Hold on a second. There's a new episode here in my favorite podcasting app by Two Weird Camera Beards. But there was, yeah, there was one last week. What? Is this a mistake? No, it's no mistake. So Kevin and I are starting a new series here. It's called Where Are They Now? And it's where we talk to somebody who's worked at Midwest Photo in the past. We shoot the breeze. We see what they've been up to since they've left. And we sort of reminisce about the days that they worked here. So I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I, I think you guys are going to enjoy this a lot. And stick around. You may... you. You may hear somebody that you recognize that you don't see around the shop so much anymore. Uh, yeah. Enjoy. You may notice that our podcast may sound a little different. While we always wear a mask and social distance during recordings, Tom and I have moved to a more open and not so enclosed environment to ensure an even safer environment for recording. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. Rode is an Australian-based audio equipment company with a great U.S. support team that makes quality consumer and professional microphones and accessories. Here at Two Weird Camera Beards, Tom and I use a Rodecaster Pro mixer and Rode pod mics to record each episode. If you're interested in Rode audio equipment, Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller, and you can find their products by visiting mpex.com and searching Rode. That's mpex.com. Search R-O-D-E. might chuck his mic stand at me or something it's possible have you guys considered doing an asmr offshoot that's tom i can't do that stuff makes me cringe like i am uh, i have opposite i've anti-asmir where like i cannot listen to that stuff oh, oh. yeah oh you know i was just talking to lauren about that she Mi- was misophonia saying, yeah, there's like that. Th- there's yeah, the opposite thing yes. happens where you you get you get negative ASMR. Tom is just clinking memory cards against cups at this point, just to drive me freaking crazy. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so let's let's get this let's get this rolling. Yeah, Jiminy, let's, Jiminy let's... Frost, Tom. All right, so first we do it. So this is just my placeholder here. So intro, uh, intro, pre-record music. Uh, thank you. We're gonna do a thank you to Forrest since we're gonna do Forrest music instead of Ray's music. Yeah, yeah. And then we're gonna do. Uh, so you're gonna have to do a new uh, recording on the thank. You. Wait, when is this airing? I don't know. Okay, is it this week or next? I'll have to talk to Maddie about it. I feel like we should air this one next week. Okay, we'll air it next week. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so now I'm going to just get rolling here. This is a new series that we're starting. Um, obviously, we've got video going on here, and we'll probably launch some of the video um, at, at some point on our Instagram or our YouTube channel. Um, this is a new mini-series that we came up with, that, that Maddie and us came up with. It's uh, Where Are They Now with our old employees of Midwest Photo. It's going to be like this coffee chat. We're just going to go back and forth. We're going to talk with an older employee of, of Midwest that's no longer with us, but we still we still think they're cool. We still think they're awesome. We're still in touch with them. Um, so make sure that you come and you listen to these Where Are They Nows because this is the first of many. Um, the one, the only, I think the French call him Foray Robert. Yeah, or Fabio Badu. Yeah. But... Our former rentals associate, <laughs> Mr. Forrest Roberts. Welcome, Forrest. Are you th- are you there? Is oh, it- that was a great. <laughs> Dude, like he he comes in with silence. It's it's a bold move. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cold open. Well, <laughs> um, I guess I didn't know what to say. Uh, like nice intro, you know. We should have given you intro I've ever got. <laughs> we should we should have given you a heads up there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Forrest, you used to be uh, you used to work on our rentals department with uh, Tijeroni and Cheese, and uh, that's TJ and Gracie. I'm and Gra- thinking Gracelyn Becker. Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you have moved. You have since left us. There's a hole in our heart where you used to be, um, and you have moved out of state. Where are you now, Forrest? I am in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Philadelphia PA. PA. It's always yeah. sunny there. The the city of brotherly love. Do you feel the, that's what they say? Do you feel the brotherly love in in Philadelphia? <laughs> Is it like the office where everybody's obsessed with Philly? Oh, oh yeah, like I gotta Philly. say it's uh, it's not it's not that way. Uh, <laughs> I think there's I think there's like a giant giant influx of people moving there right now from New York and and elsewhere. Yeah, so. <laughs> So we got here, you know, it was funny, like the first month I got here and uh, I, I went into a barber shop down the street from my house. And like the first question that the guy asked me was like, so where'd you move here from? <laughs> it's like it didn't even have to say, he just knew that I wasn't from Philly. Everybody and in that's Philly, kind of the, everybody in Philly is a transplant. Well, yeah, there's like there's certainly a culture of people that have been here for forever. Um and the city is big on neighborhoods, you know, so depending on what neighborhood you are in, that's kind of a bigger or smaller part of it. But yeah, I mean, like they, there was a, yeah, I mean, most of the people that are here uh, are treated like, like, oh, you're not actually from Philly. You just live in Philly. You know? <laughs> so there's brotherly love. There's brotherly love for sure. Mm. Just maybe not for for the so, likes of Yeah, there's of like, us. there's locals and then there's the people that have moved there. And then they yeah, know totally. which neighborhood you're from based on which sandwich you're walking in with, <laughs> which like which steak sandwich you're walking in with. They're like, oh, that's not. A, that's I, not I a, don't know, man. There's <laughs> really only like the one sandwich. There's just like variations on a theme. You yeah, know? It's, it's just a Philly cheesesteak, man. It's not the Philly cheesesteak. Aren't there different for... shops though? Aren't there different shops that you can get it from? Sure. Yeah. Just oh, like yeah, there's definitely. different yeah. Mc, like there's different <laughs> McDonald's and different right. qualities of patties right. from joke, each one of those. Ma- joke did not land. We're good. We're good. We can move on. <laughs> Tom's joke <laughs> flat on its face. Flat on its face. Oh, um, man. 
So when uh, <laughs> remind us when you worked for Midwest Photo. What what years did you work? I think uh, I think what was it? So it was it was only like a year and a half. And uh, if I remember correctly, I don't have it totally. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was 2017 to 2018, or was it? I think like, it might have been 18, like 2017 to 2019. I think it was 17. Like to, I think it was 17 to 19. I think you're right, because you were <laughs> yeah. you were you were working here when I came when I came back, I believe, and that Correct. was yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was 20, that was 2019 something. Anyway. All of that to say, uh, so you're in Philly now. You're making some bomb music, which we've been checking out on your on your <laughs> I, on your IG. It's um, it's real fun. It's could you classify it as like disposable music, where you make it and then it gets deleted? Because you said something about that earlier, where you say you you make it but then you don't save it. Yeah, that's totally the case. Um, I I mean, so like I'm a photographer, right. and an artist, and and so. I, during COVID, uh, I got laid off like right away. Um, and I was feeling super uninspired creatively, uh, to make photographs. And so I just, I, I don't even remember how it all happened, but I got into making some music. I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles. My mom was really involved in the electronic music scene there, which is like a weird thing to say about your parents. But, uh, so I was like really inspired by that kind of music. And so I, it, you know, during COVID, I think a lot of that stuff became more accessible because kind of everybody wanted it. Yeah. So I got like a couple of cool electronic music making devices and, uh, and I just used it as a way of like, you know, creative expression for myself as a way to, cause if I didn't have anything, I was feeling extra crappy about everything. So, you know, the music has just been kind of like a fun outlet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, I kind of felt like if I tried to take it seriously and like be a musician and stuff like that, that was just going to detract from my photography. And yeah. so instead it felt, it felt a little bit more like exercise, you know, it's like, yeah, creativity is a muscle and you just got to use it or else it'll sort of die. So I just, yeah. that's, that's what it was all about. Yeah. For sure. um, what have you, so speaking of photography, what have you been capturing recently? Well, lately, yeah, that's, that's a question. Uh, <laughs> so, so my photographic practice practice has been informed by a couple of events uh, in the last couple of months. The big event was I went out to shoot uh, some four by five, and I had my four by five camera in a rolling case with my digital camera as well, mm -hmm. and uh, a water bottle. <laughs> and, <laughs> For those of you who are way ahead of me, uh, <laughs> the water bottle opened oh, and emptied no. into my EOS R and oh, uh, completely gosh. destroyed it. Oh, no Luckily, and you could totally, you could totally throw this in, you know, a little, <clears throat> little bonus. Luckily, I had the Mac warranty. Hey! <laughs> so, and I had the like diamond edition or whatever. So they were super, <laughs> super nice and actually located in New Jersey. So it was very kind of a short process nice very I sent cool the, i sent them my camera and they just they completely re replaced i think the the inside not the shutter but the whatever part yeah the computer brain the whole circuitry and, uh, of it yeah 
Well, that's good. Yeah, and they they sent it back. And so so for a lot, for that whatever like month that I didn't have my digital camera, I was only shooting four by five film. Oh, that's and cool. And so I've been shooting a ton of black and white. And uh, and I recently bought a Sinar P two from you guys per oh, Matt Marash. Very cool. Uh, and so I've been shooting a bunch of four by five, processing it at home. Nice. Uh, which is fun, but also you know obviously like frustrating a lot of the time. Oh yeah, are you scanning it yourself as well? Yeah, yeah. One of the coolest things I bought, probably the coolest thing I bought while working at Midwest, was an Epson V eight hundred scanner. Ooh, um, so nice. I still use that like every day. Uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of flatbed scanning too, like old family photos and such. Nice. And actually, and this this marks me as a, a total nerd. I, what I've been doing lately is I'll go on eBay and I'll buy a lot of like a hundred vintage slides found in someone's basement and i'll just scan all of those um so i'm working on this archive of just like random found images that i hope to use for something yeah or you find like the next great artist that was totally undiscovered that'd be cool too it totally happens it's weird stuff you know there'll be like some family photos but what i've gotten a lot of and again this is just like luck of the draw is stuff their their slides like advertisement slides hmm. uh like like i got this whole pack that was like i guess old school advertisement to visit george washington's like home Interesting. so there are all these That's all these professional weird. quality well-lit photographs of just like the inside of george washington's old house how did you how <laughs> were you able to identify them as that or did were, there's were... like a lot of those slides have handwriting on them. Mm. Uh, so it'll it'll be a name and a date of what the image is, but no name of the actual photographer. Yeah. Huh. It says it's like it's just inscribed on there. Do not list on Zillow. Yeah. On, do not list on Zillow. <laughs> not for sale. They didn't write the, the photographer's name, but they etched his uh social security number in the <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a thing. It is a, it is a thing. It is totally a oh. thing. Oh my god. What what kind of stuff have you been shooting with the four by five for us? Is it black and white? Yeah, but like subject. Yeah, matter. a lot of black and white. No, subject matter, you know, being new to the city, I still count myself as new to the city. It's been like a year and a half, but it doesn't feel that way. (laughs) Um, I just kind of walk around. The other day, I walked across the Benjamin Franklin Bridge into New Jersey, which was Hmm. new to me. Uh, I mean, I've driven over it a bunch, but I haven't walked. So that was cool. I nothing, nothing much, nothing of any consequence, Tom. Mm. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I, like, I was uh, curious just because I remember when I worked with you, there were days that you'd come in and you'd be like opening the shop with the rest of us, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I woke up at like five this morning and went out and shot like just as the sun was rising before work or something <laughs> crazy like that." And I didn't know if you were still out wandering. Like it kind of sounds like you're shooting similar stuff to when you were. Yeah. A uh, little bit, you know, that was mm-hmm. a time of great inspiration for me. I was, I was shooting a lot more then than I'm shooting now. Um, so now a lot of times when I go shoot, uh, I kind of think of it more as like uh, practice, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ted Forbes, the art of photography, mm-hmm. that guy on YouTube, he, he had a bit about, you know, you should kind of always be shooting. Um, 
even if you're not very motivated because you know you'll either shoot through the lack of motivation or like you know there's that quote by picasso inspiration will find you but it has to find you working yeah so usually i'll go shoot as a means to kind of quell the lack of motivation more than anything else you know i'm my process has kind of long been shoot, 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 and, and archive and archive and archive, and then go back and like find something interesting after the fact. Hmm. Um, so that kind of <laughs> is what's going on here. I, I'm, That's I'm, funny. That's crazy how like, it's like very similar to like your your e- eBay finds. Like you're stumbling through your own archives and being like, ah, I forgot about that. It is interesting and yeah. relevant still. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I will say this too. Um, my current job requires that I be uh, in charge of like how all the files and images are organized at, at my work. And I'm, you know, you guys know me. I'm not very organized in my life. Uh, so learning, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's no secret, no secret at all. Uh, but the uh, the um, the work that's required or like the amount, the the amount of learning that I had to do to be able to do that for my work has helped me really create an organized environment in my own photographs as well. So I'm like finding stuff that were, you know, tucked away in like three subfolders that I just had like not named. Uh, Like going back and organizing, I'm like, Oh wow, I forgot. You know, like Tom, I found, I found a, an archive of images that we took together downtown columbus at night like yeah exactly yeah and i was just like wow i have through this these hardly at all yeah <laughs> did, did he take you by the the huntington building no i didn't know about the spot then we were out by uh i think we were out by kind of around uh dirty franks in that area maybe a block or two away from that at night yeah you guys are bold it's not yeah bad. it was cool yeah, no, chill. it was cool. We were like, we were up on, we, we went up on top of like a parking garage and we were doing shots up there. Huh. Uh, we we kind of do that a lot. There, there were some rough and tumble days back then. <laughs> I had a friend and I won't say his name, but he kind of made a habit of like, he shot like a, a, a clunky old RB67, I think. Uh, and he would, he would bring his camera and a pack of film and like a six pack of PBR. And he would just kind of walk around the city, getting drunk and taking pictures. And I, I went out with him a couple of times and I was like, wow, this is like totally how you do it. Like it, we lasted a long time. We'd just be out for hours and hours. Huh. I thought that was pretty cool. That is really cool. Not, um, so for, maybe not the public drinking. I mean, I don't want to publicly endorse that, but yeah, his style was bold and, <laughs> and the images uh, sort of mirrored that, which yeah. is cool. Now has photography, you, you know, you had mentioned that your uh your mom was involved in the electronic music art scene um and that you've been dabbling in that but is photography like always been your interest in background or did you start with a different medium and then move to photography what how did that how did you get to photography Kevin, that's such a good question thank you for asking that question that's a good question (laughs) um no i i wanted to be an artist uh, pretty much always. I was raised by artists. My my dad and mom were separated basically since I was born, but they were both stage actors. And so we traveled a ton for that. Huh. And they really put art up on a pedestal, you know, uh, whether it was music or theater or literature or whatever. Um, so I had this 
just massive exposure to art that was so cool uh like my whole childhood hmm. um so it started with painting um I, got, I actually got really into graffiti that was like the first stuff i did few, I, my mom can, a few cans of montana gold <laughs> yeah, yeah oh man yeah with the fat cats yeah oh my God, yes. yeah <laughs> damn that's hilarious yeah so so yeah so my mom you know she she totally was well-meaning and completely just like oblivious to the to the ramifications of it and so she would just buy us spray paint you know she'd buy buy me iron lax and stuff and just yeah just being making art that's so cool and we would go you know do graffiti and a couple of my, and this was in middle school. So like a couple of my friends got in serious trouble and actually two of them got expelled from middle school Whoa. for having spray paint, which was, which was no good. Cause technically my mom, I, I think bought it. But, <laughs> so your, mom, your mom is implicated in this crime. <laughs> sure. But I mean, they were sort of, they were ne'er-do-wells and yeah, I'm sure, yeah. you know, there were other reasons that they, I mean, you know, we were, it, by no means was I like an upstanding part of society in middle school. I was certainly like, you know, <laughs> what, what, one would, what one would define as a hooligan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and surely there are a few middle schoolers that are upstanding members of society. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I always wanted to be an artist and photography. Oh, there you go. Photography actually kind of came through music, I think. Really? Did we lose you? Uh, I yeah, because I was friends were musicians, so okay. that was it was kind of a oh, can you? We're you're cutting in and out a little Is bit. Everybody. There. Yeah, you're, oh, you're, you're good Sorry. now. You're good now. I've got okay. Uh, um, so, a so lot of my friends were musicians. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, I would take pictures of them to like put on their websites and stuff. Nice. Uh, my dear friend, Carly, Freddie Ann, uh, who, who's in a couple of bands in Columbus, the band Souther and, uh, and the band WID. And I think she's doing solo stuff now. I'm not entirely certain, but she, we, we didn't go to the same high school, but we met uh, at driver's ed in Westerville. And uh, and we became fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a great story. It's a great story how we met. It's, it's, but we we became fast friends and were were really weird kids in high school. Both of us. I would wear like we would go to the thrift store and buy like just the wrong clothes for high school to wear. <laughs> high schooler to wear. I I would wear like pleated slacks and like button up shirts <laughs> with like a v-neck t-shirt underneath or something <laughs> I, I went through a phase in high school where i, I brought uh I, instead of having a, a backpack i would i brought like a suitcase that i bought at the thrift store i love that i absolutely it was, love that that, that it was yeah, I, that is yeah. everything i imagine high school or junior high for us to be <laughs> 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 I remember one day I remember one day where I really had to like I had my come to Jesus moment I was walking into a classroom that I like from lunch and some kid had been in the classroom and was leaving oh no my phone ah. <laughs> it's my fell over <laughs> <laughs> and uh and as I walked in and he walked out he stopped and he did like this crazy double take where he like truly like yes I could tell in his face that he just like 
couldn't believe that I was wearing what I was wearing. And he was just like, oh, uh, sorry. And like, walked past, like almost terrified. <laughs> sorry, sir. Thinking, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this is a little much. Maybe I'm being, maybe this is a little dramatic. So I think, you know, by the end I started to dress like a normal person. But anyways, you should have, you should have escalated your outfits until you were impersonating a teacher. That's how, that's how you should have scaled it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, teacher. Oh, man, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a very important meeting to get to. Is this important or is this not going to be on the exam? Cause I've got, I've got clients to tend. <laughs> Sitting there on my laptop at the desk. No, oh, I, no, uh, I kind of, I kind of did the same thing at Midwest. Tom used to, I think you called it my cardboard outfits. <laughs> I'd wear like, I'd wear like. I forgot about that. Oh, oh I gosh. forgot about that. Because oh, I think I, I think I told you at one point you looked like you were dressed like a cardboard box, like just <laughs> all brown, everything, and different patterns, and like, it, like you were wearing like, uh, what is it? Uh, shoot like corduroy jackets and stuff so i was like that's the perforation inside right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah man Uh, professor chic that's what i like to call it yeah yeah, i love it i love it um so so speaking of of people commenting on your outfits um let's let's kind of get into how you found midwest and then the people there so how like how did you uh, were you were you a customer of ours? Were you renting from us? What what was your first like memory of being in the shop and being like, yeah, I think I could work here? Yeah, so that's that's great. Uh, it it I think, and I can't I can't totally remember. So I I lived I lived across the street from CCG when CCG was still around, and Tom you were working there. <laughs> Tom worked oh, there. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. And um and and I. I, yeah, so I lived across the street. I go there a lot. I was um, I was really sort of the so when I started at OSU uh, right away, I took a photo class with Stephen Takis, and Stephen Takis, man, what a guy! He's a super talented photographer, and every anyone who knows him, when I bring him up, they're like, "Oh wow, yeah, he's so cool! Like, he, what a nice guy!" Um, so. <clears throat> he in my first class right away invited me to be sort of um to mentor me to sort of be like a protege to him and and so he had me do an internship and i think while i was doing an internship for him uh he took me to midwest for the first time because i had only been going to ccg and that was when i met matt marash who shared a dark room at the time they were just building the dark room at studio 400 400 Westridge and, um, and Matt was, was just getting involved. And I think, and I, I don't know if this is the right story to tell here or not, but, uh, Steve came into Midwest when it was down on high street and he was buying, you know, a handful of, at the time, what seemed like expensive equipment and Matt like threw in like a knuckle or something for free. And, uh, and Steve was like, see, like, if you know, stick with me and you'll get free knuckles or something. Like, you mean, like, some joke. And I was just like, man, this place is cool. Oh. <laughs> Buy a dark room, get a C-stand knuckle for free. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was totally a moment like that. But, uh, but yeah, so it was through that. And then I, I met, I, I think I had, uh, it must've been through 400 that I met Matt more closely um 
And obviously, Tom, I already knew you because yeah. of yeah. Columbus Camera Group. Well, I was going to say, I, and, lo- I love I love Steven. He's the best, by the way. I, I, I feel bad about falling silent when you were talking him up there a little bit. But anyway, yeah, like I remember you coming in all the time to CCG, and you were the kind of person that would totally like you would bring a different friend every time from what I remember and be like, see, check it out. I'm not crazy. It's a camera store in an old church that you just dig through piles of of stuff to find what you're looking for. Yeah, it was totally like that. It was totally like that, man. It was weird. They never talked about it at OSU. Like I had to like find that place kind of on my own. Like I think I found like a flyer for it or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I think that place, I, I think that when I was working at Midwest, you were working over at uh, like the 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 sandwich shop, right? And I came over yeah. and like hit oh you up God. a couple yes. times on my lunches, and I was like, "Oh, you're over here." And then like I think shortly after, you were at Midwest Photo. What sa- yeah, what sandwich you know, shop it, is this? That was great. The sandwich shop is owned by my dad. It's a uh, it's it's called it's Dan's Deli which is a franchise okay uh, mm-hmm. and you can kind of buy these trailers they're they're trailers that you pull behind your car and they just have like a big flat top grill inside huh. and, you know plumbing and such and uh and my dad has a couple he has one that just kind of lives outside of that lowe's there on silver drive yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then He's got another one that he does like events with and stuff. Lately, he's been working for Rogue Fitness. He'll go out there at like three in the morning or whatever, whenever they change shift. Okay, very interesting. Which is crazy, but but yeah, I worked I worked at, as 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 a sandwich artist for five years, pretty much all of college. <laughs> yes, um, he said sandwich sandwich, art, artist. sandwich artist Tom. <laughs> I, I will say there, there is an artistry behind it, sir. I will say the sandwich you made me was top notch. I think you like grilled the the cheese that was on the sandwich on the grill before putting it on the sandwich and like crisped it up and all that stuff. Wow, it was delicious. That sounds like an impeccable. Sandwich. Yes, I still like remember sand- that stand. That sandwich. sounds like a sandwich <laughs> that could be in the Louvre. Uh, <laughs> sandwich in the Louvre. Yeah, I mean, that's my punk rock band name. Sandwiches. You know, it's so funny. I, I just, just as a side story there about those sandwiches and their, their value as art. Uh, one time I was doing this, <laughs> I was doing this project at school. I was, I was, it was like my senior year in the photo program. And I had been putting all this effort into these portraits that I was making. And I was really unsure about what they were about, but they, I mean, to this day, they're like some of my best portraits. But I showed them to the professor, my professor at the time, Jared Thorne, uh, and he was like, what are these about? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, then you can't use them for the project. And I was like, damn it. You know, and I had no time to make a new body of work because I'd been putting all this work in these portraits. So the next day I took my camera to work and did like on camera flash pictures of all the food that we sold at Dan's Deli, like the different sandwiches. <laughs> and he loved the project like he i talked to him like last week and he was like do you still have those prints of those sandwiches you made that was such a cool project it was just like it was like oh man that was such a last minute thing it was so funny that those ended up being the thing that he remembered oh my that's gosh great. that is awesome yeah, um, so i have a bunch of 11 by 14 prints of hot dogs covered in cheese and stuff that's great i'm glad that's that great. we're recognizing hey, that, little, that hot dogs are sandwiches I'm, right now 
I gotta I gotta put a coat on. It's like freezing cold in my back room. So hold That's on one fine. second. I'm like yeah, literally no shaking. We'll take a break. And we'll cut here. He said, damn it. So? Are we going to leave it in? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. It's a weird. Oh, yeah, I'm back. Okay. He's back with the yellow coat. Hello, Forrest. Back nice of you. Coat. Nice of you to join us again um, <laughs> on the second episode of Where Are They Now? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, got a, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's the biggest thing you took away from being a, a Midwest photo or er, impexer, Midwest photo employee, a Midwest photo alumni, yeah, alumnus, <laughs> alumna, alumni. That's a good. That's a. That's actually a good way to think of it. Um, <laughs> uh, God, that, you know that that my answer is twofold. There there are two distinct things that were I think of equal importance that I took away from being there. Um, and they definitely coexist together for anybody who works there. I think the the first one, and maybe the most important one is being surrounded by people that care about the thing, you know, care about photography. Uh, so that, that is both fellow employees and also a lot of the customers. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember being completely just sort of, (laughs) I, yeah, just like sort of enraptured, like like blown away by the work that some of our clients were making and and just being able to sit down and talk to them and pick their brain and also have them like care what we had to say, you know, uh, it was was something that was is extremely rare. Uh, I remember a couple of instances uh, speaking to somebody who is just like a customer I'd never really seen before and then like later finding out that they were this wildly successful extremely talented photographer and just being like so moved um so that was so cool uh getting the opportunity to sort of be in the place where everybody all these like-minded people are uh of varying levels of talent and experience is, is invaluable you know so important and then the other thing would be access to resources as far as like equipment and knowledge you know the amount of technical information that was made available to me uh while working there uh is is pretty irreplaceable like now in the field even talking with lauren who's works in a professional photo studio every day like even there even digital texts and stuff there like don't have the same level of technical knowledge that was required of pretty much everybody (laughs) that works at midwest you know so just like sort of the whirlwind first year of working there and learning how all that stuff works and learning, learning the terminology and working the, the ins and outs of like the very complicated Sony menus and all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that stuff, that stuff is so valuable, you know, yeah. because now, you know, now I can, I can kind of talk shop with anybody. Like it's been a couple years, so I'm a little bit rusty, but even now, like, I was out down on South street, which is kind of like one of the cool places to be in Philadelphia and uh, an older gentleman, like a, a very classic old head photographer guy came up to me and was like, Oh, you're shooting Canon, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm a Fuji man myself. And, you know, and then we just sat and like talk shop for a few minutes and I was just like, that's great. Like, that's like <laughs> food for the soul. You know, yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you bring, I all that. You bring up a really cool, <laughs> cool point about our the the level of knowledge within this building, um, and how it contributes to how it contributes to great artists. And I think there's not a there's not to try to explain it to somebody on the outside is very difficult. But I think some of the best ways in my head that I've I've been able to think about it is like you know, imagine. Imagine Clapton going into uh, a music shop and being able to talk to uh, a staff member there who knows exactly how many coils are on a guitar string. Or uh, imagine, you know, Monet going into uh, an old market and talking to a guy who makes paintbrushes and him being able to tell you how many hairs are on that paintbrush. I mean, this is the level of knowledge we have with the employees here, and I think that's uh, that's pretty freaking cool. So yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's really cool. And it's also it's also a little bit rare, even I think amongst like camera stores in the world. Uh, I've talked to I've talked to people from other businesses uh, that that just flatly weren't as knowledgeable. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I, I can put out a couple of names of people in in Midwest. You know, I, obviously, everybody's very knowledgeable. And there's a lot of people that work there now that I don't know. But from memory, I, I'll say that like Andy was a genius when it came mm-hmm. to printing and, yep. and editing and like his deep, deep knowledge of, of Photoshop and all that. It, I was just like completely impressed every time I talked to him about that stuff. And obviously that <laughs> goes for, for folks like, like TJ and like Matt Marash as well. I mean, I still call Matt Marash with questions. I mean, there's <laughs> that guy knows everything. It's I mean, crazy. I email him questions all the time. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he is a huge wealth of information. That's um, cool, man. What um, what were your f- so you you know you've talked about how how uh, knowledgeable everybody has been and how everybody had something um, kind of in common. What like what was your impression of folks when you worked here or when you first met them? on a personal level, like beyond, uh, beyond being great artists or being very knowledgeable. Um, did you have a lot of fun? Did you have like, you know, what, what do you remember about people's personalities? I mean, we all know if you have met TJ Hansen, if you know, <laughs> I was gonna say, if you have, if you we have, have to remind you that this is a podcast that we are going to air to our customers. <laughs> so like, I mean, we got, we got to pull a couple punches. But. Yeah. We, uh, we, anybody who has ever met TJ knows that he can talk. Um, and he can, he can definitely hold a conversation, uh, that, could easily be ours there's something to that too of like between like Forrest, you were just saying like with customers and employees and everybody kind of getting amped about certain like about different product or capability or whatever a project somebody's working on and you know the emotion builds 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 and then you just end up i don't know getting getting a little yeah (laughs) <laughs> getting a little loud and getting a little whatever i don't know but oh yeah i mean i have a, <clears throat> a hundred memories of that sort of thing for sure <laughs> but you got um you, you everybody was would you say everybody was friendly did you you got along with your with your co-workers and oh yeah no it was great i think um i yeah i never had i don't know i play well with others i'm a really like team oriented group oriented person i like being around people that's that's the thing that this quarantine is messing with me you know i i my where i work now i don't work closely with my team because nobody works closely with anyone right now uh 
and and I miss that. I yeah, I like there's no doubt about it. We were we would go I think some of my favorite memories working at Midwest were those crazy event fairs. Um mm. I can't remember what they're called. Feature feature fairs. Feature fairs. Yeah, the the feature fairs were super cool because we would then all go out get pizza afterwards and stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, the camaraderie was excellent. Sunny is a great example of that because when I didn't work there, Sunny totally intimidated me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how he is. Uh, he was the same way for me. Like it, him, like when I visited the old shop, it was him and Casey on the counter. I was like, I'm not going up there and talking to those guys. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna ask me about megapixels, and I don't know about megapixels yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. But you know what? Me and Sonny still talk on Instagram. That's awesome. Uh, he, I feel like we became friends through so, work, and I feel that way about just about everybody that I worked with. You know, it's so funny uh, that like those two are like also just the sweetest guys in the shop too. <laughs> like Sonny, like oh, totally, yeah. so generous. Yeah, yeah, yep. Em- emotionally generous people. That's like, that's kind of uh, yeah. You have to. Le- I mean, part of the job I think is is learning a pretty intense amount of patience. Yep. And they've got it down to a T. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes, I mean, geez, there's so many great stories. <laughs> so many, like, you know, the occasional problem client, I, not even problem client. Like there would be a client that just needed a lot of help or was doing something very complicated and just like reaching the limits of my knowledge and having to just blindly grab other folks to try and help me figure out what the problem was you know yep. there was there was a lot of that there's a lot of just sort of like complicated problem solving that required a team yeah uh i remember randomly one day it was a sunday too so the staff was more thin than normal i think um or for whatever reason it was more thin than normal on that day and somebody was looking for this like obscure they were like i need a fish eye lens for my micro four thirds camera or something and i was like oh geez oh, and so and i looked everywhere and i just could not find it but the computer said we had one item that would work and i just like i had to pull like everybody on the floor one at a time to help me look <laughs> until we finally found it. <laughs> And then the guy, the guy comes so, back. He, the guy comes back. He's like, "No, nah, I changed my mind. Never mind." <laughs> Sorry, yeah, scared. right. No, to his credit, I think he ended up going for it. But he was like definitely losing patience with me. And I was just like, "Sir, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do." It was a big funny. place, and that's a tiny little lens. <laughs> I'm running late to my skateboarding music video. You need to find this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How else am I going to make a rap video? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. There was, there was a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I think I, like, circling back to the answer to, my, to the last question, I think I made friends with as many clients as I did customers. That's, yeah. That's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I said that wrong. Clients and employees. That's what I meant. (laughs) I I was as close with a lot of our customers as I was with fellow employees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that remains the case, which is super cool. Yeah, that's that's Um, awesome. You can't you can't say that about yeah. a lot of places. You go, you work in a big box store, and you, you don't you don't come home yeah. from that big box store and be like, I'm friends with all my customers. Yeah, like that'd just be weird. It's like us in bar- it's like yeah, us yeah, in exactly. barber shops or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, totally. 
Totally. I always, I always really enjoyed when a few of us would find a little bit of time and like go outside with like a new type of film or something like that, or a crazy lens that Casey somehow found somewhere to buy and just like test it out and shoot portraits of each other and stuff. I remember doing that a few times with like you and Kristen and Steph and I probably everyone at one point or another. Um, but yeah, that was always, those were always the most fun. Yep. For sure. I, I, oh, totally. That's something that I miss a lot is just the exploratory nature, like the sort of need to learn how everything works. So you just you just have to go out and use it until you figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yep. And sort of have your own opinion. It's great. Uh, I shot a lot of stuff that, you know, I think, like I said earlier in the interview or in the whatever, it's uh, it was a it was a really like that time in my life. I was shooting a ton. And, and that's really kind of the reason why is I just like, you know, you had to, I had to figure out the difference between the different lenses and focal lengths and how you might use them and, and mm-hmm. how a, a B10 would be different than a B1. And, and yeah. like the easiest, best way to do that is to just go use it, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were, yeah, I definitely remember helping you load like lots and lot, like as many uh, soft soft cases into your car as you could fit a few times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, totally. It, it amazes me too that you know, it, you know, my hats off to the team to trust someone like me with all that. It's like thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Sure, you know, but yeah. we never broke anything. It was alright. Yeah, that's good. All right, so uh, kind of in our in our last uh, last bit here, we've got a few new employees here. Um, we've even got some starting here in the next. I've got one starting tomorrow. One starting tomorrow. We Welcome have... Jenna. Oh, cool. Welcome yeah. Jenna. I'll give her a little shout out. Welcome okay. Jenna. Yeah, and we have some we have some new employees since 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 you've been here. Um, what kind of advice do you have for them in either getting started or? in general, working at Midwest Photo, what kind of words of wisdom might you have for them? Um, you know, it's going to be, it's, I mean, I think this is maybe not that special of, of advice, but it's just the advice that I got too, uh, which was just like rent everything out. Uh, you know, I take, take home everything you can and learn how to use it. A, because, I mean, depending, I don't know what department everybody's in, but in, in the world of sales, uh, I, I think there's a thing where it's like people really like it when you have an informed opinion. So if mm-hmm. you've used the product and like actually know, like actually have feelings about it, like people love that, you know, that's what they, that's why they're not buying online is mm-hmm. so that they can, they can, you know, hear from somebody who's actually used it and stuff like that. So like, to that degree, like definitely get your hands on everything and try and use it so you can talk about it. But then also, I mean, depending on what kind of photographer, videographer, sound engineer, whatever you want to be, it's like, that's free experience, you know, <laughs> and you're not going to get that in pretty much any other field. So, you know, be a sponge, talk to the people, uh, shout out to folks like Chris Keels who would come by and oh, rent from yeah. us. He's yep. a crazy talented photographer and, he gave me advice that I still take to heart, you know, and, and people like him, Brandon Minyara, another person who would rent from mm, us a lot. Yeah. And his attitude and his just like level of laser focus and also just like 
generosity and, and interest like that sort of stuff is like huge and that just comes from yeah just like you know part of the job is talking to everybody that walks in the door just about uh and it's you you got to be a sponge you know yeah. if you're really going to make the best out of this never try and like rush a conversation because you might just learn something really important yeah, yeah for sure i like that do you have any so that was that's for employees but when you're when you are ready to take everything that you absorbed as a sponge and hand it over to customers or clients, what advice would you have for customers or clients or camera professionals, if you will, photographers, videographers? What advice? You're just saying in, ge- in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What advice would you give Chris Keels? <laughs> <laughs> Keep oh, on doing man. it. I, yeah, I got, I got no advice for that guy that he needs. Uh, but... But I think, uh, oh, geez, I mean, that's tough for me because I don't really consider my, I'm reluctant to say out loud that I don't consider myself a professional photographer. Uh, but I, I really don't. Like, as an artist, I would say just, like, say yes to everything. Uh, go to every event. Yep. Be available to do stuff. You know, volunteer your time. Uh, and I think that probably carries over into the world of professional photography as well. You know, uh, I like that. I, uh, my professor who I sort of consider my mentor in, in this field, uh, led his lectures with, if you want to be a good photographer, you have to lead an interesting life. Mm. Um, or have and, friends that do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, depending on, depending on the kind of photos you make, but, but that's, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, is, is just, uh, you know, from the perspective of a, prof- of a professional, I would say being there is the most important part. You know, if you're there and you're representing yourself, well, eventually work's going to just start happening. You know, the more yeah. people know you, it's it's all it's a networking thing um and then like from the perspective of an artist it would be yeah like always be uh everything has to be sort of wrapped up in this in this uh like philosophical inquiry like always trying to learn something new about the world Mm -hmm. i think that's how you be an artist but that could be a conversation for another time maybe yeah, I like that a lot. And I think that that kind of ties into what you were saying about like even earlier with the being patient and stuff like that. And I don't know, it seems like I think that you and I are similar in this way. Uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that we're both of the mindset of like, yeah, things may suck now because I don't know what I'm doing. But if you're patient and let yourself learn kind of the process and get better at it, like you will, you will eventually get there to to a point where you actually enjoy enjoy doing that thing every day kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And you yeah. can't will it. You can't just want it to happen bad enough for it to happen. Yeah. It's it's a it's a matter of experience over anything those, else. Yeah, yeah. Get those reps in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Great, great words of wisdom for us. We we thank you so much for those. Um, you're always a joy to talk to and you're so, you're very inspirational and make me want to go create stuff. Um, Oh, I hope and do, do go do that. Go, go do. (laughs) I, yeah, I really miss having like seeing you and Lauren and it's Ellie, right? 
the pupper. I always, I, I always. Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. He, we and, named him after Elliot Smith. Okay. Nice. Okay. So, I know what it's worth. I know Lauren always calls calls him your, the big moose, so I always think of him as moose. <laughs> but yeah, um, he but is yeah. a big moose, man. There's yeah. no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, you guys and Clementine and I forget what your other cat's name is, but yeah, I miss <laughs> I miss hanging out with you guys. Yeah, we miss you too. I I mean I miss everybody for what it's worth. I I, I we've moved here and we live a pretty solitary lifestyle nowadays, but. Uh, I do, I do miss all the times we had together. There was some great hangout. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what makes Midwest stronger than most places is the sense of community. Yeah. Uh, you can't really fake it. Nope. You know, we nope. were all friends, yep. are all friends. Heck you know, yeah. That's, that's part of it. Well, Forrest, we hope you can make it here soon. Um, we're hoping to have a feature fair in the winter and hopefully you could stop by then. Or if you're ever in town, feel free to always just swing by and. You're welcome here, buddy. Yeah. I know better than to show up on a feature fair day. I'd be like, what's up, guys? And everybody would be like, sweating bullets. Like, uh, too busy to talk. Come back tomorrow. No, no. No, sir. You know how you know how to operate our systems. We'd be like, get behind the counter. You're all you're on the clock now. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I, I needed help on my P2 that I just bought from you. Oh, like, surprise, goodness. surprise. You're sell somebody a gimbal head. Show somebody how to set up a video. Thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, Forrest, thank you so much for, for coming on this special Where Are They Now episode. We really appreciate it, buddy, and we miss you. Yeah. Um we hope to see mm. we hope to see mm, you mm, mm. soon and uh, we we'll stay connected on the gram. We'll share some of uh, Forrest's work and his Instagram in the show notes. Um if you guys want to give us a listen, as always, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. You can share your photos with us on Instagram at Two Weird Camera Beards or at MPEX underscore photo underscore video. You can also send your images and questions to our email, the number two weird camera beards at MPEX.com. Tom. And a special thanks to our <laughs> magical, mystical, uh, toes in the sand, Matty O'Neill. Uh, and thank you to the president of Midwest Photo, Moisha Applebaum, and the VP of Midwest Photo, Ken Lewis, for letting us get on the mics and and just be a couple of goofs yep. with beards, being weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. And a uh, big special shout out to Mr. Forrest Roberts for showing yeah, up today. Yeah, thanks, and Forrest. Letting us talk to you. Oh, guys, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it's man. been fun chatting with you guys. Yeah. yeah been... Many thanks. Many thanks. I feel, feel real good about it. Heck cool. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been looking forward to chatting with you all week. So I'm glad we got to, <laughs> we got to, I don't know. I'm, I, I was like, I was, I was a little stressed about like is technology gonna prevent this from happening or anything like that but nah. it, we were able to get it all to go look at all the wires we set great. up yeah <laughs> so many wires no it looks good in there you guys did a great job I, I i'll be honest when i got the email inviting me to be on this i was like do they think i've done anything i haven't done anything <laughs> 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 nothing exciting has happened since i last saw them <laughs> like made some sourdough i don't know I mean, yeah yeah totally but, oh, wait. <laughs> but i i really uh, i appreciate getting the opportunity it's been great yeah yeah for sure bye bye, bye.